and it's after midday. It can only wean. It can only wean. It can only mean one thing. Not an imperial invasion. This isn't Star Wars. No, it's that BHS podcast. We're back again <laughs> with the one, the only, coach's coach, Mister Rob Gilbert. How's it going, dude? Very good, Nick. Thanks so much for having me. Hey, no problem at all. Uh, I see we've got uh, people leaking into the comments already. Luke is here. Good man. You are first. You're first, Luke. So you get a cookie. Get a little cookie for that one because you're your first uh, first in with the comments there. Good man. Uh, right. I'm just gonna just gonna loosen up. Take a little glug of water before we commence the proceedings. Hmm. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good this week. Hey, are you feeling good? Yeah, I'm feeling good. I. I'm in a place right now where I can't leave the house without a stranger smiling at me because I seem to be have a skip and hop in my step. So you got to, I, I can, yeah, this is amazing, dude. There's, there's a transference of energy going on here. I'm liking it. <laughs> uh, yeah, Danny, you can have a cookie too, mate. You're always, you're always welcome to a cookie. Pippa's here. My lovely PA, Haley, is here. Love you, Haley. <laughs> Good stuff. Okay, right. Let's dive into some questions. So, LinkedIn, how did you discover this this melting pot of, of wonderness that is LinkedIn? <laughs> Not unlike most people, I was originally on here for work-related things, and I'm on my second career. Career number two was in HR, in recruiting, in talent, in people, in culture, and I had to create an account. I was told I needed to create an account, and I used it like everyone else, where it was something you ignored most of the time, unless you were looking for a job, or in my case, if you were looking for candidates. But I wanted to make a shift back to being an entrepreneur. And I'd heard that something had been changing on LinkedIn. I heard that there was an evolving place. So I tested and I posted a couple of things that had nothing to do with my work or my job, like a story about my grandmother, a story that me filming at Burning Man. And it got some traction and it showed me what was possible. And then when I quit my job, I announced it really loudly, like, I'm doing this thing. I'm launching this coaching business. That video went viral, got 20,000 views, and I was so overwhelmed with leads, I had to quit my job a month early. Mm, <laughs> yes! That's what I want to hear, baby. Yeah, see? See? It's, you, you took a you took a leap into the abyss, into the unknown. And uh, yeah, just the fact that you said you, you put some stuff up about... Dude, the fact that you've been to Burning Man, I'm actually massively jealous because that's on my bucket list of things to do is, is to go to uh, to Burning Man one year. I just It just looks epic. Yeah. Tell, tell me, just let's just talk about Burning Man. How cool was Burning Man? <laughs> what what, what would you get up to? <laughs> uh, you would love it. You would be completely in your element because it is unpredictable and creative and fun and loose and the yeah just the flow the one of my favorite things there is called thunderdome and it is a big dome and inside there's people on uh, bungee jumps like bungee cords and they yeah, yeah. and they have uh, foam mallets and they are beating the shit out of each other and everyone climbs up top <laughs> and they're playing really loud it's, it's mad, mad max yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's Mad Max, Max Thunderdome. Two minutes, two minutes, and one man leaves. Awesome! Oh, dude, that is epic. <laughs> See, I, I need to go just for that now. That, yeah. that just sounds amazing. Um, guys, don't forget um, in the comment sections. It, it's a Friday. Uh, there's a lot of energy in the room between me and Rob right now. It's, it's almost, it's almost electric. I can feel it. So I want to see that energy transference in the comment sections. I want to see questions. I want to see people talking about cake. People talking about what color they've dyed their hair this week. What kind of week they've been having. The fact that it's Friday. They're going to be going for a beer. Let's light up the comment section. I want to see some. Ex 
excitement and some energy. Here we go. Look, <laughs> Haley's coming in with some, and Danny too. There we go. Good stuff. Yes, I think it's our pit feeling... too. Yeah, I'm, I'm feeling awesome. It's um, I'm I'm not a, I'm not a morning person. I, I've had at least two cups of coffee this morning, and and I'm just about waking up. It's very early for for Rob, and um, so I massively appreciate the time that he's woken up in order for him to be with us today. So okay, let's let's move on with some more questions. Um, uh, you, you talked about uh, to tell us a little bit more about the the video that you put out that that specifically that video that that went viral. What was the the content around? The content was around me sharing that I was trying to figure out who I was meant to serve, and I had this aha that I was should be a habit strategist and helping people with their habits because people were asking me about it. And I was yeah. describing in very specific terms who I'm meant to serve and not demographics, not like age, location, education, but no, like people who are curious and who are driven and who have done work on themselves and just need my help to get them across the finish line. And I was just like, I quit my job and it was, I was in a director level role, family, we have a mortgage. So it was a really big leap. And the kind of energy that I have now is I just brought to it and I, I wasn't meek about it. I was like, I'm doing this world hear me roar i am making a big shift and it landed really well awesome man yeah just just yeah just um just putting the the yeah just just ultimately being encapsulating the best elements of you and and, and putting yourself out there see this is what happens when you do it people I'm sure I'm preaching to the converted already, but yeah, just, yeah, just, just go to, uh, I would say there's two feet into the pool. Just dive in Bosch. You're, you're, you're going for it. I don't, I don't see that comment section lighting up. I did say, <laughs> I did say, I'm going to stop the stream in a minute. If there's not, if there's not comments in that comment box, I'm leaving. I'm out of here. Okay. You've been warned. <laughs> <laughs> I jest, of course. I love you all. I wouldn't ever leave my my little hot desk here. Um, uh, how much time do you spend on your content, and specific, specifically your video content? So every week, normally on Sunday evening, I'll sit down for an hour to ninety minutes and really plan out what I want to focus on this week, based on themes, based on what's going on in my business, based on feedback I'm. I'm getting from people that I'm speaking to. Uh, and then every morning I dedicate an hour to creative time. So it's part of my routine, my morning routine. And sometimes that means just journaling. Sometimes it's editing video. Sometimes it's just dumping whatever random ideas I have. So an hour of day of creative time in the morning when my brain is fresh. And then that time on Sunday. And then video, it's ebbs and flows. I know that uh, I translate well, well on video. I'm fairly articulate. I'm not too ugly. I have a certain amount of energy. So, and I know that people have shown up on intro calls to me and say, I feel like I know you. And that is from video. And I know how important it is, but there's definitely points in my business where, you know, I'm, I'm busy, I'm launching something. So there's a week or two weeks where it's more text posts or picture posts, but I try to put a video post at least up once a week. And even in those periods, because I know video is so powerful, I'm showing up in video and stories pretty much every day because nice it you you feel you can everything but smell the person like you you almost feel like yeah you're yeah. yeah yeah that's why i'm such a big uh, advocate of, of video it just um like no other medium it allows you to connect with someone on a much deeper um emotional level um i don't see any questions in the comment section i, 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 I don't know what's yeah i don't know what's going on here but <laughs> You guys are weirding me out today. You're, you're really freaking me out. That there's not just, just. I just want some banter. Just, just 
talk with us, please. Because otherwise it's just me and Rob here chatting, which is awesome. But it'd be nice to have some participation from you guys as well, because we know we know we love you. <laughs> um, oh, here we go. Which type of content do you feel most comfortable in posting? That's a very good question. Thank you, Hayley. I feel most comfortable in posting. Oh, gosh. I don't know. There is kind. I think polls are the kind that I feel least comfortable in posting because I feel that they are overdone. Um, I'm at the point where I don't think about it. I passed the point where I'm overthinking my comfort level. Uh, I don't give a shit what anyone thinks. There is like my, my partner. I love her and I care about her so much that she said something that felt judgmental the other day. And it shook me because she's one of the few people who has that power. But in almost any other situation, I don't care. Like I, and if you look at my content, if you just did a sampling the last six months, you'll see me in complete makeup. You'll see me ugly crying, talking about suicide. I remember, I, I remember that one. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah, the makeup one was awesome. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Makeup, you'll see me dancing in slippers like a madman. You'll see me ugly crying, talking about suicide. You'll share, see me uh, in a little bathing suit walking into a cold lake. Like uh, I, don't, I don't live by the constraints that, you know, it should be an only certain kind of content or I'm worried about judgment because – I know who I'm speaking to. I know the people who support me. I know the people I'm meant to serve and they don't care. They don't care if a man make, wears makeup. They don't care yeah. if I'm crying. They don't care if they, they, they love you for you. And, yeah. And that's, yeah, that's, that's beautiful. That's, that's all you can ask for. I think, um, Lucas said, is your original video still online? I assume you mean Luke's, um, uh, sorry, Rob's original video, Luke, if you can clarify as to, to which video you mean, but I think that's the one you mean. Yeah. If you thought, um, yes, it absolutely is. And because unfortunately <laughs> the way that LinkedIn makes content hard to find, if it's older, I'll go dig it out and I'll post it in the comments as a reply to your question here later. Awesome. There you go, Luke. Uh, no, I'm not. You're, you're correct, Haley and Dan. I'm never growing up. I'm afraid. I'm going to be a man-child for the rest of my life. So <laughs> there you go. <laughs> do I have to be bored to create great video content? Uh, yes, you do. Unfortunately, so get shaving. Get get those clippers out. <laughs> whip that whip that hair off because this is a this is these right here. This is a solar power for creativity, dude. That's what it is. The advantage so you have, Jared, is you don't have to worry about glare. You're not gonna have the glare problem yeah. that we have. Oh, the the lighting is just yeah, it's just all kinds of crazy sometimes. The, 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 I have to kind of, I mean, you can just there's a little bit there, but yeah, yeah. you have to kind of mop the brow and whew, that's better. I can see the look more comments now. We're getting more comments. This is good. We like this interaction. This is this is good. He said done. It's 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 coming off. <laughs> um, you touched on it a little bit there. Uh, um, I think earlier you. I, I don't want to kind of go sort of deep uh, too deep into it, but. Um, you, you said you talked about suicide, and I know you kind of came from a um, creative background. You were a musician as well. Can you tell us a little bit about that, how you sort of transitioned from that into, into where you are now? Yeah, so I have an untraditional path in most. I started my first business in high school. It was a record label. I was already a DJ. I was starting to make music, and I realized that there was a lack of outlet for me and my friends to put out our music, so that was my first business. 
And instead of going university, I pursued that business. And then I launched a second record label. So I had a fax machine in my room and I was getting orders from New York and from London and I was manufacturing stuff overseas and I had distributors in different continents. So I have a completely different path and it was my entire life. It was incredible. I got to travel. I got to meet beautiful people. It was so much fun and, until it wasn't, until the late nights weren't fun, until the drinking to, to excess is completely normal, to the broken sleep to the just it really wore me down and again not a, a point of judgment but there is a different kind of morality in those circles and it's just like whatever is normalized and I didn't see myself in it anymore and I became miserable and it was a big part that led to my divorce uh, and I found myself lost not knowing who the hell I was because I had been robbed the music person for 18 years that is where I had met my ex-wife. It's where I had made so many of my friends. It was my identity. It was it's like, it was my whole world. That's how I made money. So everything was about music, Rob. And yeah. uh, I walked away from that as the same time as that I was walking away from the marriage that had failed. And it was really difficult. It, it was like, I felt like part of me died. And that's the period where I was so depressed, where I was really close to taking my life. I was moments away, like, 60 seconds and 90 seconds away from hanging myself, which is crazy to say, because um, I can't imagine it now, but it was real in the moment. Yeah, it's, that's, yeah, that's, that's quite a staggering story, dude. I think it's, um, yeah, it's weird. Those kind of, uh, that those, those things or moments in your life that kind of so singularly kind of define you. And, and mm -hmm. when you go through kind of changes or upheaval or periods of growth, you're, you're moving outside those kind of zones of, of comfort. It's a, it's it's uh it's weird yeah for, for someone that's kind of gone through a, a kind of similar uh, process um uh <clears throat> where are we uh I've i think i just killed the comment section with that yeah, no 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 no, 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 no no you didn't no, that was pat that was it's powerful stuff dude all right uh, it's powerful stuff um uh why do you think people don't um still don't kind of understand the need for like you've you've obviously kind of grasped the concept of of um you know kind of producing and controlling your content do you think a large component of that is is fear is is you know how people think they're going to be perceived on the on the platform when they start putting out content why do you think that is i think fear for sure and i think honestly partly just a lack of recognition of how big the opportunity is there's some people who think it's just like it's just social media it's disposable there's some people who absolutely it's the fear piece that you're touching on, especially on LinkedIn. LinkedIn's been around longer than Facebook. A lot of people's first hundred, five hundred, first thousand connections, depending on where you're at, we're all coworkers. We're all people you went to school with. We're all people you have some kind of professional thing with. And the world of work is evolving a bunch right now where it is normal for people to show more of themselves as an actual human at work. But that's not always been the case. So it's in this container which has had this professional layer to it which is full of people who maybe knew an old version of you or knew a, like a sliver of who you were uh, and yeah. people are, are afraid of showing themselves beyond that and honestly some people just don't realize the opportunity because I mean I'm, I turned 44 this year I said I started my first business as a teenager I remember having to print things I remember having to buy ads in my magazines I remember having to stand outside of places and flyer I remember having to mail stuff overseas to try and get someone to listen to a demo that's yeah. like it, we you're going to this is live right now or we can take a clip later and publish it seen by hundreds possibly up to thousands of people in an instant around the world it's insane yeah. i i think you've uh, it's weird isn't it how your sort of trajectory and your history kind of what you touched on there 
you know, the fact that you were out there hustling and grinding to make that business work, it, it's almost like like this now, like, you know, content creation, bringing that stuff out there is child's play compared to, you know, in terms of how much like effort to reward. And people people are, people think it's like, <laughs> people think it's more effort. It's like, what? Like, you've got this, you know, you, you've got this wonderful thing called the internet at your fingertips where you can potentially speak to, you know, as that's all business is, is you're having conversations, but you can have conversations at scale with potentially millions of, of customers. It's, it's a, uh, yeah. Yeah. I still, don't, I, I still don't understand why people still don't understand how it works, but, but there you go. <laughs> I can do it in my gitch while eating breakfast. I can do it in a little, yes. <laughs> like, it's just like, I don't need to leave the house. What do you mean? <laughs> Yeah, it's nuts. It's absolutely bonkers. Um, any any more questions uh, for myself or Rob? Um, please pop them in the in the comment section, guys. We uh, we we love what's going on down in the uh, in the comments at the moment. Um, please don't feel obligated to say me because it's always massively cringe. Uh, but who are some of your favourite content creators on on LinkedIn on the platform? Doug Lawson. Yeah. Uh, Francisco Mafuz. Uh, Jacqueline Young. Uh, and maybe Marcus Chan. Those are three, four people that come to mind right away. Nice. I, I, I'm, I'm going to uh, go back over the recording and uh, and pick those people up. So I always like to follow new new content creators. Uh, Pip has a good question. How many hours did you put in when you started out, and how many hours now? Good question. Uh, I probably put in the same amount of hours, but I can create ten times more content in that in that amount of time now. And speak to ten times the amount of people in it's that, that amount of people. Of time. Yeah. yeah, and I think that's one of the other um, people get stuck on thinking they have to show up every day, they have to publish every day. They... No, when I started, I posted every few weeks, and then I posted once a week. And then I was like, oh, I think I can post like two, three times a week, and this isn't going to take much strain. And now I could post daily without it taking much effort. It's just the engagement and trying to stay in touch with people in the comments because... I, I don't believe in posting and ghosting. That's probably the time, the, the hardest piece at this point is I posted something yesterday. It got a lot of comments. I'm grateful for it, but I also feel a duty to engage with those people. That's probably the part that takes more time than the creativity. Because if you have clarity on who you're speaking to, what they're yeah. thinking, what they're worried about, what their challenges are, and you start speaking to your clients, you have discovery calls, you start helping people get results, then it's easy. Then it's like that. It makes all your content for you almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's there's nothing like um, um, uh, a testimonial, and all those those um, customers that you're creating off the platform, they become your kind of mini brand champions. They become your your mini brand advocates. They will go out there and they will they will blow your trumpet for you. Um, just yeah, what was it? I heard a quote yesterday. It's um, uh, uh, oh, I can't remember what it was now. It's like this guy used to have a sign over his door on a, on a shop. It was like um, um. Uh, do, do a customer a favor or something and they'll tell a friend piss them off and they'll tell 30 <laughs> true. so don't don't piss people off it's a bad bad idea <laughs> <laughs> um uh what do you love and you, you i think you touched upon it a little bit earlier as well the, the fact that it's um linkedin's now starting to people are at work and they're now starting to realize that you know we are three-dimensional beings we're multifaceted there's lots of elements of our personas which we carry on over to, to work in our, in our personal life but but what do you love most um about the platform what one one thing that you love the most about it the incredibly supportive community 
I've never seen anything like it. I had a fairly decent following on MySpace. I was on Twitter. I was on Facebook early. I focused a bunch on Instagram for a while. And I got clients from all of those places in previous businesses that I had. I have never been part of a more supportive community than the one on LinkedIn, especially amongst the people who are creating on a semi-regular basis. It's, It's a thing of beauty. It really is a thing of beauty. Yeah, it's a it's a very um, a very supportive, nurturing um, social media platform, which is why I, I was so drawn to it. It's just a it's just a it's just a cool place to hang out, and it, it's full of really cool human beings. And I think an element of that maybe I said this to someone the other day that that I think it may be affected by bottom line. Like people know that if they're a bit of a dick on the platform, it's probably going to affect monetarily affect them. So there's a there's a, a very nice kind of vibe to it because of the money <laughs> <laughs> damn that's Which true is, for sure yeah, yeah. There's, there's no repercussions on youtube and that's why it is the cesspool of internet comments because there's no repercussions oh, yeah. for you how you behave there yeah and yeah youtube's pretty bad for the old comment section as well good yeah. lord some of the some of the stuff i've seen there uh, which leads me on to my next question um uh what are some of the best pieces of content you've seen on here on, on linkedin if you can remember any i always think this is quite a difficult question to answer there's a couple that come to mind and i'm i'm going to call out your piece of content first and then we'll go on to other people so you can deal with the cringe quickly but your video of you telling the story of what you've lived through and why stories are so important to you i i go and watch it every couple of months or anytime like i've gone to it a couple times so like i need to be reminded of some humanity i've got i've watched it four or possibly five times like it is up there in my in my top um, I mentioned Doug Lawson earlier. He's someone now who I would consider a friend. He did a video a month ago or six weeks ago of him signing because he's deaf as fuck. Those are his words. I'm not putting words in his mouth. He says to people, I'm deaf as fuck. And he signed the whole video. And he explained that people don't realize that he can't hear and that actually he signs all the time at home. And for him to be on video calls and to do podcasts, it's hard. And it's amazing. It's heartwarming. It's beautiful. And it's so unique. And it really stands out. Awesome, dude. I'm going to go and check that right out straight after this live. I'm going to go and, and I encourage my audience to well, go and check out Doug Lawson's uh, video as well. If um if you can, yeah, if you can pop back in here and put it in the, the comment yeah, section after. I will, that'd absolutely. Be, that'd be freaking awesome. Um, uh, What one piece of advice would you give to new content creators on the platform starting out? That start before you feel confident. And committing to doing it, committing to showing up, committing to posting once a week, twice a week, or whatever your cadence is, is way more important than confidence. The confidence will come. People sit around and wait, like, I'll do it when I feel confident. The only way to feel confident is you you commit to something, you consistently show up, and then through trial and error, face plants, some feedback, then you can possibly, hopefully, get some confidence. It has to come in that order. So if you wait for the confidence, then you're never going to get anywhere. And there's no better feedback than actual feedback from other people by putting stuff out there because the best ideas I've gotten are because I put something out, I got some feedback, it made me think of something. Otherwise, you're stuck in this echo chamber, which is a pretty lonely place and your clients don't live between your ears. Yeah, yeah, no, you're absolutely right. And the thing is by by doing, just by literally just by doing, you're, you're informing your next uh, decision and you get, it's the 10,000 hours principle. You, you'll suck at the beginning. You'll, you know, by your by your 10,000 posts, you're going to be freaking awesome. Just get on the mat and start rolling because, yeah. Yeah, I would agree <laughs> it's, fully. 
<laughs> you need to start making making stuff. Okay, we're going to move on to. Oh no, my camera's gone down again. Hold on a second. Hold on a minute. Oh, I th you were taking the extra time to go get the charger beforehand to avoid this. Yeah, this is not. This is not. This is not cool, man. This keeps happening. I'm not happy with this camera. <laughs> <laughs> Let me see if it's working now. Oh no, no, we'll stay. We'll stay on that one. We'll stay on that one. Okay. Sorry, technical glitches. I apologize. I'm going to have serious words with this camera after this. This. Uh, this, <laughs> this live. Um, okay. Ah. Okay. Here we go. Here we go. What is your favorite film, dude? A Christmas Story. Mm. That's the one with the little kid and he gets the BB gun. Yes. I love that film. It's so such good. A good. Such a good film. <laughs> um, uh, your favorite movie quote? I haven't got a bloody problem. I've got problems, plural, from four rooms. And it's the British butler or front desk person and it's fucking hilarious because he's at the end of the movie and everything's gone to shit and there's a dead hooker and there's a fire and there's a seance and there's a gangster and the manager calls the hotel like oh i think there's a problem and he's like haven't got a bloody problem I've got problems plural it's so good i love it, I love it. oh i love the uh, i love the accent as well that was that was awesome oh dear Yes, Matt, my camera does go down every way. It's happened once, okay? Just give a fella a break. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Star Trek or Star Wars? Star Wars. You're in the club. You're in the club. Yes. <laughs> um, first film you remember seeing as a kid? Goonies, I think. I've surely watched something before, but Goonies really stands out, and I was obsessed with it. And it was children, and they had were trying to navigate caves and figure out a mystery and yeah the goonies goonies never say die they never say die, never dude. Say die. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what's your favorite genre of movies if you have one this is funny i i tend to have two polar polarities i'm either watching rom-coms or war films and my <laughs> <laughs> Love it. We 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 need. There needs to be a genre mashup of a of a, a rom com war movie. Like yes, someone needs to do this. It needs to be done. Now you just you just you just called it, dude. That would be the perfect Saturday night movie for you. <laughs> What's funny about that is if I'm in a war movie mood and I'm watching one of those movies and they try to interweave a love story, I'm skipping through those parts. I'm like, no, I want. The, where's the bombing? Where's the shooting? Where's the <laughs> Andrew, you're a special human being. Thank you ever so much for posting uh, posting Doug's uh, link to his post in the in the comment section. You are marvelous. Um, favorite actor or actress? Bill Murray. Oh, I love the Murray. I, I think I think if I could hang out with, I, I said this to Eric last week. If I could hang out with Denzel, Denzel Washington, and Bill oh. Murray for a day, would just be just talk, just talk crap hang out and have a few beers man just the murray is a is a remarkable human being i was i was once one arm length away from denzel washington at an after hours rave many years ago nice yeah. oh yeah yeah <laughs> denzel is the man he's yeah, the man cool. um uh you, you i think you're of the correct age for me to ask this question uh um best gary oldner film I'm gonna have to say two, uh, an old one and a new one. The Professional yep. and Darkest Hour. 
Darkest Hour. Yep. Yeah. See, you called it uh, the Professional. So it does have a different title in in uh, it's uh, we it, over here. I think it's Leon. I think the European market actually was um, Leon. Yeah. I might be. I might be, might have got it the wrong way. I think the European market was Leon, and then the US market was was the Professional. I think. Don't don't quote me on that, but I think. <laughs> um, uh, who is your favorite director? Wes Anderson, probably. Yeah, Wes Anderson. Oh, dude, I'm I'm I am man crushing on you so hard right now. It's just... <laughs> <laughs> uh, most hated film of all time. I don't have one. There's the, I don't like horror movies i don't like gore movies so we could probably pull up a bunch of the biggest horror movie gore movies and i don't really care for them i remember once being at a party where someone was intentionally trying to show the worst movies of all times and troll 2 was playing and i remember thinking it was god awful <laughs> i love troll 2 i love troll and i love troll 2 they're just they're, they're just so bad they're good they're they're pretty gross as well actually the the, the troll movies were were I, I, I remember seeing them when I was quite young, and it was like it left quite a indelible mark on me. I think um, uh, Stephen's see see if we can come up with some genre mashup uh, title names for for Rob's um, rom com war movie. So we've got we've got we've got hacksaw perfect from <laughs> Stephen Cox. See if anyone else can chuck chuck a few more into the mix, so we can use as a working title for this genre mashup. <laughs> Uh, yes darkest hour was was an amazing film ah so good uh dude this has been the most beautiful energetic friday oh. i've had for for a long time dude and it's it's nice to um connect and have a conversation with with someone that that um completely sees the the world the way you do and uh and and you totally do dude you uh you you, you complete me thank you it's been an honor to be your host so your guest because uh you're such a great host and you care about the craft and uh you have fun and you attract a an engaged audience so thank you thank you for having me cheers dude no it's been a, it's been an absolute pleasure guys uh you lot out there in in comment land um as always you've been absolutely stellar beautiful with the questions you're remarkable human beings it's friday go forth venture out into the world um Put your feet up. Finish work. It's Friday. It's the weekend. So have a good one. We'll uh, see you all later in the week on Friday. Bye-bye, everyone. See you later. Bye.